0: Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. Another week, another episode. I hope you're doing really well. If it's your first time here, this is a music podcast all about everyone in the industry. I speak to musos, I speak to people side of stage, I speak to photographers, talk to anyone in the industry that wants to have a chat. We get them on here and uh, we just chew the fat. And this week. Is one of my best friends in this world, Mitch Clues. He is a sensational musician, uh, an incredible guitarist, but an even better guy. And uh, we have known each other for a very long time. We've been trying to work out, you know, getting him on this podcast for a few months now, but he's always so busy with music that it's been pretty hard to do that. So uh, I ended up finishing up at work And I drove, you know, 10, 15 minutes to his house. We turned on the microphones and, um, just spoke about whatever. We have a chat about, uh, some wedding plans that I've got and, uh, and his wedding, um, where we sort of screwed up the photos, which I'm, I kind of regret now, um, (laughs) Uh, now that I look back on it, but I, I suppose Mitch can get me back at my wedding. Uh, we talk about him being a session musician for some of uh, Australia's biggest acts. He's been on some big tours. He's uh, he's played on TV with uh, plenty of musicians. We also talk about that, uh, playing on TV and... How it's done, the method to it all, and the secrets are revealed in this interview. We talk about him studying music. He did get a bachelor degree in music a long time ago. When I think back to those years, I remember him doing that bachelor's degree, and it felt like all we did was drink. Um, and I wasn't even studying that degree with him. I just remember meeting up with him at the pub and drinking most nights during the week. I don't know where we got the money from back then, <laughs> um, and. We also, one of my favorite parts of this interview is talking about freezing on stage. It happens to the best of us. It happens to everyone. I think anyone who's a musician, you know, you get up on stage, you've got your set list there. It's right in front of you. You know exactly what you're doing or so you think so. And then you start playing a song or you look down and you know that there's a song coming up and for some reason it totally escapes your brain. You can't even think about how to start the song, how to sing the song, and that terrifying moment when that happens. I also grill him about releasing music because I think there's a lot of people out there that want to hear Mitch do like a solo record or at least a solo EP or even drop a single one time soon. So I I talk to him about when or if that is possibly going to happen. And we also talk about this EP that we started recording about 16 years ago in our old punk band and still in 2023, not finished. Um, <laughs> we are, we're still getting around to it That's what we say to each other uh, Every time that we get on the beers oh, you know, it, It'll get finished, it'll get done um, And hey, maybe this is the year or Maybe next year Let's get him on He is a seriously good musician One of the greatest axemen that you'll ever hear But mostly he is one of my best friends Here's my chat with Mitch Clues Mitch Clue's hanging out at your house. How are you, mate? How am I, mate? How are you? <laughs> good. This is weird. We've never done an interview style before.
1: No, nah, it's fucking. It's, it's, it's a bit strange, but it's I'll a, get used to it. A lot
0: of a uh, lot of chatting on the phone that can never go on a podcast. <laughs> we were just trying on suits. Yeah. So basically, I'm getting married. Yeah. You're going to be one of the groomsmen.
1: I'm fucking stoked. Yeah.
0: How did this suit fit?
1: Uh, pretty good actually. The uh the <laughs> The pants are a little tight.
0: And I was one of the groomsmen at your wedding. Well, it was a great day. And the best thing about your wedding, <laughs> not just you and Tash getting married, yeah. but was us throwing the guns in every photo. Yeah. I wasn't.
1: <laughs> They're in heaps of the ones that we paid for, so that's fucking heaps good.
0: So yeah, the, the photographer came round. she's taken photos, mm. and then we we're just like, I know how we can make these photos better. Bang, bang. Just bring out the guns, the yeah. pistols. <laughs>
1: Your photo album. There's heaps of them. we got a bound. We have a bound book of just you fucking shooting in the air, shooting at the camera, shooting me, getting everyone else to shoot. <laughs>
0: it's very good. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's so many topics that we can cover because there's so many things that we've done mm-hmm. and I've known you since.
1: I, I, My earliest memory of you is your eighth birthday party. So <laughs> I've known you for too long. That's pretty good.
0: That was also – was that the same birthday that Richo – came dressed as ramba or is that an earlier birthday
1: i actually r- vaguely remember that anyway
0: yeah so maybe i know you i've known you since that birthday that was my fifth birthday and richo called me in the morning on the home phone yeah. and he was like is your party today a dress up party <laughs> and i was like i'd never heard of that before and then i said yeah yeah it is And then it wasn't.
1: Yeah, of course you you said that.
0: (laughs) Of course, because it sounded cool when you're five. You're like, oh, sick. So I told him it was a dress up. And then everyone turned up to the party not dressed up. And then Richo turned up to the birthday party dressed as Rambo. And then mum was like, did you tell him it was a dress up party? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, of course I did.
1: You would do that now. You would do that next week. You were like, yeah, I'm having a birthday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Um... (laughs) You've been playing guitar for as long as I've known you. So, mm. when did you start playing guitar and why did you start playing guitar?
1: Um, I've been playing guitar since probably really young. Dad played bass or well plays bass even, plays in a band. And I sort of played drums and bass and guitar from a very young age. I think I actually started drums when I was about three or something like that, which is, you know, when I'm when we say playing drums, I'm hitting the drums. Mm. But um, probably playing guitar properly at like five. And was it your dad
0: that got you into it?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah. He's kind of always just chucked it in my hands and I've always kind of gravitated towards making sounds, I guess. Um, my grandparents, well, my nan, my grandma, sorry, she plays piano so I was always hitting that. and Yeah, just kind of always done it. It's part of, it's weird to think about like I've, I can't remember a time where I wasn't able to play a musical instrument.
0: Back then, like, because I'd see you at school, you'd be, like, playing chords and stuff. So you only ever played songs with chords. But nowadays you're, like, Shred. You're known as, like, <laughs> Captain Shred.
1: Nah, not <laughs> That's like a Captain, per se. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's one of those things. I I guess I kind of gravitated towards lots of lead guitar because all the stuff Dad was listening to was very like vocals and then a solo and then vocals and a solo, like classic blues stuff and all that kind of thing. So I was very much like into that sound, very used to that sort of thing. Um, probably wasn't until I met uh, you guys, well, like Matt Carwell and all those dudes around about eleven, twelve, where I started sort of drifting into, I guess, like more MXPX and No Effects and some forty one and. All that kind of stuff.
0: Sum Forty One's a big one with you. When I think of because I was actually listening to Derek talk this morning, like on a Mm. podcast, and every time I think of Sum Forty One, I think of you.
1: I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) No,
0: it's good, (laughs) and I think it sums you up pretty well because it's like you don't mind the heavier stuff, you don't mind the poppier stuff, and they're like they're a band that's hard to even call them pop punk because they're like a heavy sort of band. But I think what I'm trying to say around that time, there were a lot of bands that were popular with with riffs. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you were always playing some 41 roofs.
1: Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's Riccardi's fault. That's Matt's fault. <laughs> I think it was a competition to see who had more some 41 songs in our computer that we downloaded from fucking Winamp or... What was it? No, Winamp was a player. LimeWire. Yeah. So, it was a combination of that and... I don't know. I, I got into lots of that kind of thing. Pennywise. No, it's a punk, weirdly. Uh, the Offspring. Um, Blink. Weirdly, Blink. I was actually talking to my wife, like Tash... Earlier, Blink's always been a band that's kind of been there f- in my brain, but I've never been like that's my favorite band or that's the band I get obsessed with. Yeah. But like every single one of their songs, I know and I can almost play just because they're you know they're there yeah. for everyone. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's definitely like something I was always playing was lead, um, and then yeah, the riff riff thing definitely came more around twelve, thirteen, fourteen, and then obviously playing. Three days ago. The days, you know.
0: The uh, the EP got brought up because obviously I had Mitch Willard on here, mm. and uh, we've got this outstanding EP that's uh,
1: buried in the. In the <laughs> it's
0: it's started archive forever. It started in two thousand seven, and here at twenty twenty three, still not finished.
1: I did a couple of little touches, and yeah, they sent a good. couple of things and changed a bunch of things. It would be funny to release it. Oh, it'd be hilarious. I don't know if I'd love it or hate it. I'd absolutely love it. <laughs> Depends if it was the old version or the new version. If we re... Yeah, anyway. Re-
0: rejigged a few things, you just reckon?
1: Just touched it up, you know, quantized a couple bits and pieces. I was going through <laughs> the stems. I was listening to my parts. I was like, why did I do that? Yeah. There's heaps of, heaps of forced riffs and stupid shit like that.
0: I actually like all your parts on there.
1: It's good for... Like, i was stoked for, for a 17-year-old writing some of the stuff. Some of the things in there, like in terms of lead parts, I was like, oh, f- I'd probably still do that now. So, Yeah. In terms of overall sound, I thought it was pretty, like, pretty for the time as well.
0: It's funny. When I think back to those times, I get like nostalgic and a little bit sad because I f- felt like that little punk band that we had was starting to like work in that year. Yeah. So in that year, like the years leading up, there was probably not much happening at all. But the, the year that we decided to record was the year we were like – Getting good gigs and playing good support yeah. shows. We did heaps of that stuff. And then we just. Yeah. We, we said, yeah, no good.
1: <laughs> uh, I think it's one of those things, too. We'll get into that age where it's like, you know, you, you change. I was going to uni, like you were sort That's of, right. Like, yeah, yeah. I, was, I started uni in 19. Two years later, a year and a half later. Mm. And figuring figuring bits and pieces out it was never not going to be we were never not going to play music all of us individually yeah I know. um even timmy like still does stuff you know yeah
0: I mean? well tim's doing like the recording side of things like looking after he wants to do mixing and mastering yeah, and he, yeah. he's already like he's always had a good brain for like oh, yeah, writing man. a song
1: i've always like we've both always said that it's like back in the day he was like all around that guitar pro stuff and yeah, You know, writing on these songs that we'd, he'd bring to jams. I'm like, bro, this is the fucking shit. What are you doing? Why <laughs> yeah. are you hiding this stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah. And it's like this this chorus comes in. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do this. And then we never like, whether it was just silly young brains, but we never actually learnt one of the songs that he'd written. Or like if there was a riff that we just kind of... We probably should. We should go through his archive and have I'm a sure look at it's what he's got. Chaos. Because sure it's, it's actually... So huge. It's heaps easier
0: these days to... Record
1: like that yeah. was that, that was the thing that held
0: us back back then. Paying to get a space for eight hours was so expensive when you just work at Kmart and McDonald's,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, nowadays, like, I mean, we're just looking at the, the logic before, just like mucking around on a bunch of stuff, and like, you know, that's 30 seconds of song. But like, back then, it was like, oh, you know, we've got to write this song in a room, and then it would get frustrated, and we'd go to Macca's and buy the biggest cokes on the planet, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, we'd throw shoes at the train. <laughs> <laughs> um, that happened. That yeah, happen. that did happen. Yeah, I got in trouble. It wasn't my shoe. Through, through.
0: That's right. You threw um, the ghosts. gorse, gorse, carriage, carriage shoe on the tracks, and then
1: it was definitely off me from that point.
0: Old wounds, digging um, them up. Um, you brought up uni. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a degree to back your music ability. Yeah. How was your time at uni?
1: Uh, it was good, man. It was. It was. I guess that year off, or well, two years off. Yeah, about two years, a year and a half off. It definitely made me less focused. Focused, uh, Just going to the pub and being 18 and just being a dickhead on the coast, I think it's easy to sort of get out of study brain. So I feel like the first half a year I was just going to the pub and you know scraping by. Yeah. And I was lucky I could play music and I understood a lot of the concepts that I was talking about, but it was like I was just fucking around. And then I kind of took it serious and like I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try. And, and do better because I knew I was just mucking around.
0: That's the thing. Like before you went to uni, I felt like you didn't need to go because you already were so advanced at that time. You, you're glad you still just went?
1: I think it gives you a perspective too. I think it, like you see a lot of musicians there. You're like, holy shit. Like being on the coast, there's a lot of musos, but not a lot of the – people that were like studying to do session work or you know they were always band guys which is absolutely fine and I like I still love the idea of being a band guy but I also wanted to make it a career so I was kind of like you know I've got to go to uni to in order to like understand proper theoretical concepts and reading you know better and just all bits and pieces so yeah I kind of got there and I was like oh there's so many more like monster musicians I'm glad that I'm not not that I ever thought I was the best by any means because I'm very much in that world of, like, I never, ever want to feel like that. But, like, I'm so glad there's people there that are really, really good that I can aspire to. To challenge, sort yeah, of. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, shit. Like, healthy competition. That's course. what that's what you got to aspire to. Those are the people that are really, really good. Um, and that's not just guitarists. Like, that's keys players. That's, you know, bass players. That's drummers. You're like, man, that's, like, musicianship. That's ethic, Like work ethic. It's, like, all shit that I really kind of like. It's, like, yeah. I guess my brain split up into two different worlds, I guess, with with a lot of this stuff as well because we talked about being in a band and stuff. I really like being the band guy and I can really split into that world but I also like being the session dude.
0: You've done pretty well there. you played with a fair few, like, good acts. You were just on tour.
1: I was, yeah. I was doing a, a run with Rule. Um, so doing most of the Australian run because I'm feeling it for a, a friend of mine who's a really good guitarist as well, Dan Walsh. Yeah, so I'm doing... I did basically all of the the shows minus Sydney.
0: I saw the photos. Huge, yeah, yeah. Huge crowds. crowds.
1: There's crowds. Yeah, some... Does know. that scare you? Uh, it does and it doesn't. I think it's like... It's not so much a terrifying feeling. It's more like a... You know, I got a checklist in my brain of like, okay, here comes the song. That's how you play that, especially once you start. It's a checklist anxiety in a sense. I'm like, okay, well, that's the patch. I hope that patch works. I hope that amp doesn't fail. Is this delaying in time? What am I doing? Like it's obviously normal sort of brain stuff as a a guitarist. But yeah, most of the set for me was autopilot after the first gig because I'd sort of internalized the songs. I could listen to them a lot and then I'd rehearse them three days in a row. Um, with the boys and then we did that we did a pre-production rehearsal so we actually went to Brisbane Fortitude Music Hall Um, we actually did like a live rehearsal there so we did pretty much 10 hours there and that was where the first show was so it was like just pretty much like rock up to work Your amps are plugged in everything's on stage and you started
0: so luxury
1: yeah oh man it's it comes with that kind of gig which is awesome you know there's a guitar tech there and he's like oh man do you want me to tune your guitar do you want me to like you know What's, what's going on? Yeah. What do you need? Do you need some picks? Whatever. See, <laughs> every
0: gig I've played, we've lugged the amp in the back of the car, <laughs> driven to the gig, rolled the amp in, you know, done everything, yeah. tuned the guitars. It must be such a luxury having <laughs> other yeah. people do that for you.
1: It's weird because like – and still I still get a little bit like, oh, man, that's all good. Like I'm like I don't oh want him to do it because I'm like – I don't want to bother you.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you've you've, so you've lived that it. life for so long yeah, where you've I've done it all yourself. i for people too. You know yeah. what I
1: mean? Like I know that it's like if that guy's got one less thing to worry about and I know that I've got all my shit pretty much autonomous, like it's like whatever, here's my patches, here's my thing, my amps are set, yeah. picks are there. All I'm doing is tuning my guitar and I've got a couple of different tunings in the set that I just adjust on the pedal which is sneaky but yeah. I enjoy it but I'm also like it's almost superfluous. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's really hard, like if there's a lot of guitar changes, I'm like stoked to just have someone to pass me a guitar that's tuned. But it is a luxury. Don't get me wrong. Like it, I've played so many gigs where I've just roughed it. Yeah. And like even artist gigs where I'm like no tech, you set up, load in, load out. Like all the early stuff with like um, I think it was Taylor Henderson. We were doing that. We did some with tech, some without. And I think it was like maybe to cut budget or whatever it was. But we would just like you know, we'd tech our own guitars, we'd load our own gear in, we'd set up the PA, load out the PA, like, and it was just to to sort of save money so we could keep the ball rolling basically.
0: You've done a bit of TV work. Do you like that?
1: Yeah, I've done a, bit, a fair bit of TV work actually.
0: Like you've been on like Sunrise, like Footy Show. Footy Show. You've done. I've done uh, the Voice. Much.
1: Have you done the Voice or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh, you have got your lanyards yeah. on there. Oh, that's no, <laughs> they're in a box somewhere. I started just putting them out there.
0: Voice guest. It says on a lanyard.
1: Yeah. So there's a few different things you do on the Voice. Um, most of the ones I've played are
0: quote-unquote, mime gigs. Um,
1: <laughs> I
0: was wondering whether you'd say it or not. No, but you yeah. got
1: to say it. I'm not, I'm not going to cop that. Yeah,
0: so yeah. basically you're up there, there's a track behind you and you're sort of pretending to play.
1: Yeah, so they hire musicians who can absolutely play the gigs, especially most, most yeah. of the guys that get booked are touring musicians. And then um, you play the song as if you're playing it, but you're actually not plugged in at all. To the point where they have like wooden... Um, like they'll build uh, receiver packs, but they're actually just oh, painted like blank pieces of wood with kidding. like a, a zip tie at the top that look like they're plugged in. <laughs> Industry secret. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's like, and then other ones you, you're fully live. Like there's, you know, I reckon it's 50 50. Yeah. But weirdly, I don't mind doing the mime ones, especially if they're in the morning because you're not really worried. It's more about like a year and extra. So, you mm. wear the wardrobe that they bring. They're like, Yeah, most of the time it's a, wear a black t shirt. But if they have like a specifically stylized shoot or whatever, mm. you'll rock up and they'll give you some clothes and you're like, Yeah, cool. All right, this doesn't look weird. And then you roll in and mime the gig. It's pretty funny. Drums would be hard, though. Drums is shit. I feel like what do they it,
0: do with the drum kit? Is the drum kit the drum kit's not live either, is it? But
1: no. So the way they kind of do it is they have the cymbals and they have like two cheap cymbals, and then they put uh, like I think they glue or like they sit it in between like a felt thing, and then you hit right. the cymbal and then mime mime hats or mime crash or mime whatever's, and then the um, the toms. Are all just felt, so you, they're actually hitting it, and then you've got to play it in time. You're actually going to learn the sticking and all that kind of stuff. But the giveaway is honestly, if you can see like the pencil mics up the top, overheads, if there's overheads there, or like there's mics on the snares, yeah, it's live. Yeah. If you're ever wondering,
0: if there's no mics at all, yeah, that's a sure sign. Hundred percent.
1: That- if you look, even if like things like you see like the grand final or you know uh, AFL or whatever you see like the drums and they're not mic'd up. It's like at it, the moment.
0: The vocals will usually be, usually be live, Always right? Always live, mostly. Yeah, yeah. It's, and
1: uh, especially for those, like most of the stuff I was doing for TV was like X Factor or like The Voice or whatever those kind of, or like, you know, guest artists from overseas will come through and just do like the morning show, Sunrise, whatever. Yeah, yeah it was very much just like a mime, mime deal.
0: Because sometimes that shit goes pear-shaped like Ashley Simpson did it On Saturday Night Live, she went to sing, and then the vocal track played. So she wasn't even gonna sing the song, and that fully ruined her career. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you
0: got to get it right.
1: Yeah, there's an art to it. I feel like the artist always has the heaviest load. It's it's not; it could never be easy, especially singing at 7:30 in the morning. And some of the tracks they're doing are just blisteringly high. They're, They're crazy. You know what I mean? A lot of the male vocals, like singing that high. And that time of morning, it's chaos. You can't do that shit.
0: Another weird one is stadium gigs. Mm. And um, like when we did the Mariners thing, yeah. the Ritzy kids, and we brought you in because yeah. Andrew Andrew was off. Um, Keeping the seat
1: warm for old man.
0: Keep Yeah. Um, but you were, you were like – I remember you saying to me, oh, it's going to bounce heaps. And then when you're like in the middle of the field – you you can hear it just it's everywhere. Crazy. It's the weirdest weirdest experience. But if you're watching the live performance on TV, you don't hear any of that. But when you're in the middle of the field, it's a complete different story.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess that's like you know direct direct mix. Like you're getting it all from the desk, and then they're doing a live feed to the TV. And also getting used to that feeling of like full ear monitors because you have to. Otherwise, you're getting like that interruption thing where you're talking and then you can hear yourself back. And then yeah. So, trying sing, trying to sing through that would be fucking shit.
0: I always th- thought of you as like a hired gun. Right. How late can you get the call?
1: Oh, man. Uh,
0: like, can it be the day before, more or the day of?
1: Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. I've, I've gotten the call in the morning and then I've rocked up in the night and they're like, yeah, cool, you've got four songs to play, which is four. It was fun. Yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll fuck it up. I fucked it up. When? Tell me ah, Tell me everything I won't tell the specifics <laughs> But basically This artist's songs Were all Somewhat the same chord progressions Or okay. You know But with feels And then um, I got to gig I think it was a It was a In store of sorts Or something Yeah And then I, fu- I fucked it I fucked it Not fucked it hard But like It, it didn't do The job As I'd like to do Like that.
0: were you playing Different chords That you were supposed to No the to? right
1: chords It was just the wrong feel
0: Wrong like sort of rhythm. Yeah it was like a
1: 6-8 thing And it was in 4 Oh, okay and, uh, Or it was like slow Like I was holding the, the chords for two bars Rather than one For change Like as you're changing through the, the cycle And he was looking at me like Hey I was going to say What is he saying? What's he, he just he... looks at me like that, That's not it And then you know, I'm like no, <laughs> no, that's the song bro That's it And he's like <laughs> That ain't it, eh? <laughs> and I was like Oh, oh. fuck That's not it <laughs> Did he Um, I clicked into it and I was like Oh shit And he started singing And it's so usually for me It's like Oh, so it was only the start I started the song though yeah which is heaps cool no um, good. not good at all uh as soon as he started the vocals i snapped and i was like oh shit that's how it goes and there's been a few times where it's like i'll start the first chord and i can't remember what it sounds like but i know the first chord's like just you know there and you'll hear the vocals and you're like oh that's the rest of it yeah but it's i guess it happens when you cram so much music in your brain you know what i mean like i've done that a lot and i guess you can only cop so much. And if you're yeah. tired or like anything like that, those kinds of things happen. It's just and being a human. I
0: can one up that and that's forgetting the lyrics. I've stood on stage literally playing and looping the chords to a song over. Like if I'm halfway through a song, I'll just make up something. I'll just sing anything. Yeah. The, I'll kind of always remember the melody, but the words can be tough. But when you, you're just up there playing chords over and over and they're like, when's he going to sing? When's he going to sing? That actually happened, n- not with me, but I swear when we were at that WS
1: oh, yeah, gig, yeah.
0: I reckon that happened with, we won't say his name, who was playing. There was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you yeah, know? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I felt like it just was sort of, the intro was so long. and
1: Yeah, he was just sort of There was flandering. nothing
0: nothing there. That's scary.
1: I think... I think if everyone knows the song, it makes it way worse. If you know the song <laughs> and you're like, oh, cool. yeah, It's fucking summer of 69 and they've just forgot the yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that makes it way worse. You can get away with it more on a guitar, but yeah, vocals. Mm. It's also like if you play the wrong chord, that's like sucks. But if you sing terribly, everyone goes, oh, that was fucked. You know.
0: Has anyone ever thrown to you a song like, oh, yeah, we're playing this now and you just like, <laughs> you didn't know it?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've done. Yeah, it's lucky sometimes. Like, if you got a keys player on the gig, you can lean pretty hard. Ah, uh, yeah, which yeah. is good because most of the time, turn your like, guitar down and pretend you're playing. Oh, it's not even that. I was like, I'll be like, okay, I'll I'll like jam along to somewhat of the key center. You know, I'll because like I know enough ways to get around something that I could fake my way through the first couple of like verses. Yeah, part of the verse. And I'll hear the cycle of chords. And I'm like, okay, here's fucking doing this. I'm, you know, I'm back on. But there's been plenty of times where I've forgotten, Man, I don't know that one. I don't know it. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, just just do it. And I'm like, how though? <laughs> 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 how am I gonna do it? Um. That's if it's like drums bass guitar, and I'm the guitarist, and there's a vocalist, and I'm like, man, I I don't fucking know this song at all. And uh, it'll just sound shit. And then like I'll finish the song and I'm like, oh, Fuck, and I'm like, <laughs> it'll be one of those ones where you sit in the car on the way home, and you're like, "Yeah, fuck," and yeah. you can't, you can't get rid of the feeling. It's like screaming the, out in the shower, punching the steering like, wheel. Like, why a fucking, why did I do that shit? Like, <laughs> or like you'll go. Of course, it's that song. I know that fucking song. i learn it. Like, you know, but like yeah. in, in the moment, you're like, man, it's gone. It's completely gone.
0: Hey, sometimes you, um, you don't even know the people in the band until the night you get there, no. right? Man, that's, that's see, that's another thing that's weird for me. Like, I've never been. A session, dude. But yeah, like to rock up, walk on stage and there's just dudes you've never met and you, or, you know, women you've never met and you're just playing along with them. Like that's been yeah. crazy.
1: It's a, sometimes you can have like the best gig. You're like, man, this drum is so fucking good. Yeah. Or this bass player is laying it down. For me, it's drummers. Like I'm always gravitating towards drummers because I think because I play drums. Mm. No, I don't play them well anymore, but I always loved drums. I loved like the, the rhythmic aspect of, of, of music and stuff. So when i go to a gig and i don't know the drummer but i know that he's decent or i've heard of him before i'm like looking forward to it i'm like i want to see what this this is going to turn out yeah. like because i find they change my playing but i don't again that's a, none of those things that you get used to just had the hang you know what i mean it's not like a real mm. big deal um once you're used to it yeah
0: when are you going to release the music I'm like always on your back oh, about no. releasing something. I'm putting more pressure on you, which I no, shouldn't, no. but like there are a lot of people that would like to hear what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like I've written lots of music and I've got lots of things, you know, sitting on the hard drive, but because of the the nature of the work I do, like I'm playing, you know, seven strings sometimes mm. and the heavy, 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 you know, progressive metal. And then other times I'm playing rule, which is like, you know, the old pop kind of like modern kind of pop stuff basically and then I'll play like folky sort of stuff or I'll play R&B and funk it's like my brain's so split to, to figuring out what is me so when it comes to writing music or doing an EP or something like that I have so many influences and so many things that I want to put into it that it almost just ruins it for me you know what I mean like I'm just like it's option paralysis. Do you overthink some of your songs too much? You- yeah, and well, here's the thing: like, I'll I'll throw so much in at the this like the song or the writing, and then I'll wind it back to the point of being so minimal that there's nothing left in the song. So it's like again, an overthinking, but I'm also like trying to like self-edit as well, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's always good to have someone to bounce off, and I've been doing that a little bit with. Uh, with Jack, Jack Osborne, um, who I play with Stephen Tarantino. Not Osborne's Osborne. No, no, <laughs> not, not he is Jack, is he? Yeah, yeah. Sings the same. I don't know. No, nah, he's got good. No, he doesn't sing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Jack's Jack's great to bounce off, especially like with a lot of the kind of like rhythmic parts. But yeah, I think writing writing is, is tricky, man. By yourself, like I've never been the guy to play and have the the plan laid out. Like I feel like you can do that. You can go into a set like a studio and be like or even your studio, right, and go, ah, this is the song, I've got this riff, I've got these kind of lyrics, the chord progression, here it is, and you can lie it out and then it kind of builds itself from that. Just
0: before you turn the mics on, you started like recording a song and I was just watching you sort of do your thing Mm. and um, and it was coming out great. But I was saying that our workflow is different, but our workflow is different because I have lyrics and singing melodies yeah. that I'm working on and you're probably not thinking that way when you're creating a song, you're working, you're more riff based.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm definitely thinking like, oh, here's a part, that'll do. There's a rhythm, that'll do. Chuck it in yeah. there, that works. Okay, let me refine that. Oh, this is a bit more clear, articulate, like and it'll kind of evolve like that, um, which is really good for getting parts out. And again, this is a tool that I've kind of used for when I do session work, like via correspondence. So I'm like, you know, someone will send me some, um, like a song to work on. And they're like, oh, can you come up with this something over this chorus? Or it's kind of like 1975 or whatever you want. And then I'll like write a part and I'll be like, yeah, cool. Uh, here's three options. And I haven't really put thought into it. I've just gone, here it is, here it is, here it is. Mm. All quantized, left, right, done, whatever. Um, and here's the bass and here's a lead part. And there, there you go. And there's like 13 tracks and you can pick whatever you want and chop it up. That's super easy for me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like my own thing, it's yeah. different it's i just like the option is too the, the options are too great it's like yeah i could do that or i could do this or i could do this how many effects do i want on this or? well your
0: skill set's quite high like for for a musician like i'm just playing around with chords and yeah. a little bit of lead if i want to add say i'm doing an acoustic song and playing a couple of chords and then probably singing a few lines it's probably only a few tracks but you i know you can do a lot more it's like your great strength might hold you back in in a little way
1: I think knowing what to put in the right spot is is really really you know that's that's a skill in itself. Yeah, I don't think that like just because I can I do you know what I mean like I'm not going to sit and sweep pick tap every all this shit like, but like in, when it comes to songwriting like harmony is a is a forever option forever option you know what I mean mm. like again that's like down to lots of the bands I listen to you know what I mean yeah so picking chord sequences and textures and all that kind of things that's another element on top of it like. You know Technique It's like harmony And all that kind of shit It's just it if it, I find it tricky If I'm not You know Bouncing off someone
0: Do you miss playing In a band In an originals band As in You used to play in a band Called Teal And the mm. songs Songs are still up on Spotify You yeah. can listen to them They're so So good And you were touring and stuff Doing that stuff Do you miss that
1: um, I definitely do I definitely enjoyed Playing in that band I would Still write music, music With those boys um, Anytime But it's one of those things where it's a hard juggle to make money off music and then have a complete passion project. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, that was like one of those things that it kind of fizzled out for everyone. In that sense, like I, I really enjoyed it. I still love the idea of playing in bands. We did a bunch of different things and yeah. and supported a bunch of things. And I feel like it was one of those things where we we're just about to sort of do a bunch of cool things.
0: I thought so too. you were at that point where I thought that you you've gone up a level, starting a tour, and then there's another stage from here, and then
1: I think it 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 was one of those things like we were definitely had enough music for a second EP and that it was really good music. Like it was less heavy and less like adventurous and t- kind of teen angsty kind of or post teen angst. Um And it was more, you know, thought out, definitely alternative, you know, you know, and, you know, things just happen. Like personalities yep. just great on one another. Not that we ever really didn't like each other or anything like that, but it was just, we had to do our own thing.
0: Another thing you like to do is mix and master.
1: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say master. I would like to say. <laughs>
0: well, I've I've given you some stuff, yeah. or or you know, I've I've heard some of your stuff too, and it's um, you know, it sounds radio ready. The stuff you've been mixing. Are you starting to mix people? Do you want to start heading down that avenue where you're mixing bands and stuff?
1: I think um, I again, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to like music and with mixing, I can get it to a degree where it sounds possible. When it comes to like actual mixing, like guys like simon grove like i I used to live with him he's a really good friend of mine that you know well. yeah he taught me most of the things i know um and i'll show him some stuff and he's like yeah probably wouldn't do this you know and like he's very very supportive of it all and he's he's such a good guy to have on on your side too i'm like oh man what do you reckon of this and he's like yeah try this this is it what are you doing that for and like he's ultra brutal not ultra brutal but he's brutal with it direct in a sense is what what i'm trying to say and um He'll be like, yeah, do this, this is this. Why is that? Why are you doing that? This is this. And he'll give me a full rundown. I'm like, yeah, fuck, why was I doing that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I feel like I get better every single time that happens and I can mix and I can make it sound like a good demo. Um, but in terms of mixing my for a job, I feel like I would have to spend a lot more time to in order for people to pay me to do that. I don't trust myself to be as good as someone like Simon because yeah. I haven't put the hours in. But that's only because I'm critical. You know what I mean?
0: Simon um, was also at your wedding. He was. And um, he was enjoying every time I said on the mic, beautiful day, beautiful wedding.
1: Yeah, he liked it. He loved it. <laughs> I said that it. every <laughs>
0: every time I grabbed the microphone.
1: Also from the Central Coast. So he's got that piece <laughs> of shit energy in him. I know that. He's got that fucking right there.
0: <laughs> oh, well, Mitch. Thanks so much for jumping on. I think... Um, I think Sonny's on the podcast too.
1: No, you can hear him? Anyone? Yeah, we'll, we'll crank it, that compressor Yeah, up.
0: Yeah, might not be able to hear him, but we can <laughs> hear him. He's just woken up. So thanks for jumping on the No worries, man. On the podcast. There he is, my good mate Mitch Clues. Go and check him out. He's old band Teal. T-E-A-L. Put that in Spotify. Go and have a listen. Uh, it was a great EP that they released. Also, you can check Mitch out on Instagram. He, he puts up a lot of videos of him shredding. Uh, he would love to hear me say that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Thanks for jumping on, Mitch. We might get you back when you've got a solo album. Get working on that, please. All right, it's time for this. Letters! All right, so this is not so much uh, letters written into the podcast this week. Um, this really strange thing happens every three to six months. I want to say, um, basically a number of years ago, I want to say it was about four years ago. Uh, I was brought in on the Kyle and Jackie O show, um, because I work with them in a way, uh, we, we, work in the same building. And <laughs> I, uh, I got brought in for a segment and it was like, a name this person segment. So they had four people lined up. All of us worked on the same floor and Kyle and Jack had to try and work out who we were. Um, and at that time I was just sort of like, you know, in and out, you know, I'd see Kyle here and there and and Jackie as well. And um, they didn't know my name. And that was, that was sort of the gag. But halfway through that gag or that segment, um, someone brought up that I played music. Okay, so stay with me here. Now, someone mentioned, oh, Sean sings songs, right? That was Brooklyn, the newsreader. So then Kyle got the whole video up on YouTube and uh, he put up my song, uh, You Know I, which is a song I wrote you know a while ago now. And he put that up on the screen. He played it on the radio and he urged people to go and listen to my music. And... I've just had another huge influx of people. So what must happen with the show is that episode gets played somewhere else around the world and every time it happens, I get more followers on Instagram, I get more subscribers on YouTube, but I get an influx, especially on YouTube of these people that uh, always say really kind and nice things and the best part about All of this is it was a song that I wrote uh, just after my my dad passed away. And of all the songs I've written in my solo career, uh, I'm so stoked that this is the song that's, you know... They push towards for people to listen to. But uh, just even in the last week, I've got comments. And this will show you the, the true power of radio, I suppose. Jess Lee says, hi, Sean. Just watched that episode where they asked your name right now. So, yeah, here I am, I guess. Okay, I don't know if that's a good or positive message. What's you on the Kyle and Jackie O show, says Mumpy, and immediately came to come and search you. Amazing song. When you read this, please leave a like so I can come back and listen to it again, right? There is a like just there. I just sent the like. Tall Man says, this is a great song. Keep it up. Uh, Pollen says, I came here after Kyle and Jackie. Uh, Daniel Mutama says, I'm listening from Kenya. Uh, Melanie Avery East Hope says, heard you when they did the name experiment. Funny thing is that they should have used the spelling method for your name. I staw- I searched Sean Fraser, and she spelt that uh, in a different way to mine. And Nicolina says, oh, my God, such a beautiful voice. Well, <laughs> I'm flattered. Um, but, yeah, it's always nice to read comments like that on a song that I thought was dormant for, for so long. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Hey, don't forget I'm in a band called the Ritzy Kids. We are a punk outfit from the Central Coast. Uh, we have an EP that is coming out soon. We are pumped. If you want to check out the band, go to thritzykids.com. Also, if you want to support this podcast, if you like what I'm doing, don't forget, I don't have a producer. I just line up all these interviews myself. Uh, if you want to support the podcast that supports the artist, head to thestreetpresspodcast.com. All right, I think that'll do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have you here same time next week. ta